Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. Opinions expressed here are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. I'm Steve Z. Let's get started. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Well, good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, January 14th, 2021. This is the Truth Hurts program, and I'm your host, Steve Z. What a crappy America we currently live in. So on January 21st, I will be filing articles of impeachment on Joe Biden. I cannot believe the double standard, the hypocrisy, and all the garbage that's going on right now. But it's there. It's right out in the open. We can all see it. We're all experiencing it firsthand. And there is a complete divide in the way our nation sees the events that are unfolding. It's a tale of two Americas. And we'll talk about it right after this. The following is a required announcement of the new United States Socialist Government. You are cordially invited to immediately voluntarily surrender all of your rifles, shotguns, handguns, and ammunition. You must take these items to your local Beitou O'Rourke Gun Collection Center. Failure to comply within 30 days will force the new regime government to deploy search and recovery teams to obtain your guns with or without your consent or approval. We strongly encourage you to hand over your guns voluntarily. We can assure you that it will be less destructive for you and your family. Resistance is futile. This message was paid for with your increased tax dollars. Thank you for your donation. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Now make no mistake about it, folks. They are coming for your guns at some point or another. I don't think there will be an armed group of militia coming to your door and ransacking your house and going through and stealing and taking all of your guns and putting them in a central melting pot somewhere to melt them all down but they will find a way to come and take your guns and if they can't take them directly they will certainly be finding ways of limiting ammunition production in the country they've already all but shut down lead production you can barely find ammo it's hard to find actual bullets casings primers and powder these days I attended a gun show two weekends ago, and the prices were unbelievable. Now, I have a family member who says that's because of all the panic buying going on, and it's a simple supply and demand issue. Well, it is a supply issue for sure. Limitations on lead production imposed back during the Obama years, along with very, very high demand by the military and law enforcement agencies, it's pretty much gobbled up all of the ammo and ammo-making supplies. So, what good is a gun if you have no bullets to put in the gun? The pew-pew doesn't pew without pew-pew pellets, right? Anyway, enough about that. Let's talk for just a moment about the double-standard hypocrisy going on in the United States of America right now. The glaringly obvious double standard is that of the false narrative that's being pushed in the media and in the left 
and it's actually being absorbed by several members of the Republican Party whose loyalty to liberty I'm starting to question. So what am I rambling about? All of the news reports on the left, and even some on the formerly conservative-leaning Fox News Channel, are adopting this one-speak, this narrative, this talking point series that are claiming that Donald Trump incited the riots at the Capitol building on January 6th. Now, we all know nothing could be further from the truth. I went back and listened to the entire Trump speech. And other than let's go on down to the Capitol and, you know, make our our voices heard was the general message. Nothing in it sounded even remotely like all of the very vile and very nasty call to arms that have been perpetrated by those on the left over the last two, three years. You cannot compare Trump's very benign kumbaya, let's all get together and make our voices heard speech with those of people like Maxine Waters who said, go out there and basically get in the faces of and where they're eating and where they're dining and where they're shopping and make sure that they leave. Make sure they know that they're not welcome here. We've got a little short clip of some of the hateful speech that is considered freedom of expression on the left. But before I play the actual clip, I would like to tell you the difference between what the media claims is inciting a riot. Here's what Donald Trump had to say, quote, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard, unquote. As opposed to Democrat Cynthia Johnson of Michigan, who said, warning to you Trumpers, be careful, walk lightly. And for those of you who are soldiers, you know how to do it. Do it right. Be in order. Make them pay. That, my friends, was considered peaceful dissent. Peaceful dissent. Freedom of speech. She basically called on her soldiers in the BM movement, in Antifa, in the NFAC, in the Black Bloc. You know who you are. Go out there and do it. Do it right. Make them pay. She wasn't censured in the House. She wasn't removed from office. She wasn't forced to resign. After all, she was just expressing her rights to free speech. Donald Trump says, I know that everyone here will be soon marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Nowhere in there did he call for violence. Nowhere in there did he call for an attack. Nowhere. But you see, Nasty Nancy and Chuckles and AOC and Elizabeth Warren, Gropey Joe, Camel Toe, all of the clowns on the left want to pull him out of office, drag him out kicking and screaming, and forever prevent him from running for public office again. They want to humiliate him. They want to shame him. They want to make his name a black mark on history. They want to make sure he doesn't get all of the protections afforded a president who leaves office. That's what they want. They want that to be their final solution. 
You see, they want to make it sound like Donald Trump told people, either directly or in secret code, to arm yourselves and go down to the Capitol and just destroy people and kill people. The only killing that happened was a Capitol Police officer who brutally, violently murdered Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed white woman. I'll keep saying her name because the media refuses to. Ashley Babbitt, as I told you on a previous program, was a true patriot. She was a veteran of the United States Air Force, a decorated military officer, gunned down, unarmed by a chicken shit Capitol Police officer who had no reason to even pull his gun, much less fire it, into this unarmed woman's body and killing her. Representative Maxine Waters notably called her supporters to harass Trump administration officials directly during a public rally back in 2018. She said, quote, let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd and you push back on them and you tell them you're not welcome anymore anywhere. Oh, you think I'm making this up, do you? We want it done now. We're going to insist on it. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Already, you have members of your cabinet uh, that have been booed out of restaurants. We have protesters taking up at their house. He's saying no peace, no sleep. No peace, no sleep. And guess what? We're going to win this battle because while you try and quote the Bible, Jeff Sessions and others, you really don't know the Bible. God is on our side. On the side of the children. On the side of what's right. On the side of what's honorable. On the side of understanding that if we can't protect the children, we can't protect anybody. And so, let's stay the course. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. That's what she said. You push back on them. You create a crowd. You go to restaurants, gasoline stations, department stores, and you create a crowd and you push back on them. That is a direct call to violent action. She got a pass. Why? Double A and a vagina and a D behind her name. You think that's the only one? Hmm... Let's talk about Cory Booker. New Jersey's Cory Booker was also recorded back in 2018, strongly encouraging activists at a national conference on ending homelessness to, quote, get up in the face of some Congress people, unquote. He also said, quote, before I end, that's my call to action here. Please don't just come here today, then go home. Go to the Hill today. Talking about Capitol Hill. Get up. And please get up in the face of some Congress people.
Those were his exact words. His exact words. That is direct fomenting of violence. Before I end, that's my call to action here. Please don't just come here today and then go home. Go to the hill today. Get up and please get up in the face of some Congress people. Before I end, that's my call to action here. Please don't just come here today and then go home. Go to the hill today. Get up and please get up in the face of some Congress people. And who could forget Eric Holder? the Obama former cabinet official who said Michelle Obama was wrong when she said they go low, we go high. He said, quote, no, no. When they go low, we kick them. But if you don't think I'm telling you the truth, take a listen in his own words. It is time for us as Democrats to be as tough as they are, to be as dedicated as they are, to be as committed as they are. Michelle always says, Michelle Obama, I love her, you know, she and my wife, like, really tight, um, which always scares me and Barack. But Michelle always says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. No. No. When they go low, we kick this new Democratic Party is about. We're proud as hell to be Democrats. We're willing to fight for the ideals of the Democratic Party. We're proud of our history. We're proud of our present. And we're proud of the future that we can create for this country. And we're not in this just to make a statement. We're in this to win. So there it is, boys and girls. He said it. Kick them. Violence. Oh, but Steve, that's just the metaphor. Really? Why isn't it a metaphor when Donald Trump says, I know when I finish speaking today, you're all going to march down to the Capitol and be a peaceful group and make your voices heard. How is that inciting violence? Please, please, someone explain it to me. But that's okay. Or how about the Speaker of the House, the esteemed honorable-less, honorless, nasty Nancy Pelosi, who said, that is not for the faint of heart. It's, it's difficult, more difficult now, especially uh, for women, because uh, women are not. As I say to them, you're in the arena. Once you get into the arena, this is, this is, again, not for the faint of heart. Sunday morning, I know I just came from church mass, but nonetheless, I'll say this. When you're in the arena, you got to be ready to take a punch. you got to be ready to throw a punch for the children. For the children. For the children. For the children. She is actually saying go out there and throw a punch. Direct words of hate speech. But that's okay. Because vagina. Because of the children. Because there's a D behind her name. Now once upon a time, James Clapper made a comment saying that if Donald Trump had fired Mr. Mueller during the Mueller investigation, that it would result in, I call this a dog whistle moment, where he was calling Democrats to arms. He said it would be a firestorm in the streets. Take a listen. It's a danger if if Donald Trump wakes up angry, watches Fox and Friends, and fires Bob Mueller. Well, 
Uh, I hope he doesn't do that. Uh, well, he I think it would he set off. Angry and it would set off. Uh, it would set off firestorm. I think it would be, uh, uh, you know, not only not only on the hill but uh, in the streets. I really think that would be a uh, a bad thing to happen. At the same time, Democrat House of Representatives member from California, Ted Lieu, also issued a dog whistle warning, basically firing up Democrats and saying. Hey, kids, if Bob Mueller gets fired, here's what you need to do. Of course, that's how we see it when we're using the comparison tool of Trump's speech on January 6th as supposedly inciting a riot as compared to what Mr. Liu had to say. But look, if the president does go ahead and fire Robert Mueller, we would have people take to the streets. I believe there would be widespread civil unrest because Americans understand that the rule of law is paramount. You, and it, you yes. think there would be civil unrest, widespread civil unrest? I do. I think you're going to have protests and marches and rallies and sit-ins. I believe Americans would not stand for the firing of Robert Mueller. First of all, the president hasn't been able to point to a single thing that Robert Mueller has done wrong. There is no basis to fire him, and he had to fire Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein first in order to fire Robert Mueller. Okay, there you have it, folks. A call to arms. That was an MSNBC report from back in 2018 as President Trump was considering getting rid of Robert Mueller, the turncoat who never did find anything negative to say about the president. And like I said, there is a double standard here, folks. They have met quickly, without a single hearing, without a single bit of testimony, without a single moment of actual investigation. The House of Representatives met and voted to impeach for a second time Donald Trump. They did this without the first moment of hearings or investigations. Kind of makes you sick to your stomach. But don't worry, boys and girls. This is just the beginning of the impeachment debacle that will occur in our nation. Amongst the members of the newly elected House of Representatives is a Republican by the name of Marjorie Taylor Greene. She has indicated that she will file impeachment articles against Gropey Joe Biden on January 21st. I am against the impeachment effort by the Democrats. President Trump has held over 600 rallies in the last four years. None of them included assaulting police, destroying businesses, or burning down cities. Democrats have spent all this time endorsing and enabling violent riots that left billions in property damage and 47 dead across the United States. Democrats' impeachment of President Trump today has now set the standard that that they should be removed for their support of violence against the American people. That was just an excerpt of her very fiery speech, speaking out against the impeachment of Donald Trump and basically saying, hey, this is the standard you people want to set. So now we should impeach every one of the people on the left who has fomented violence, incurred and incited riots and violent action across the country. She was on Newsmax TV with Greg Kelly, and she was speaking about her disdain for this impeachment and what might lie ahead now that this new precedent has been set. 
Well, I'm absolutely disgusted with what happened today. What the Democrats are putting the American people through is is atrocious. It's a waste of our taxpayer dollars. And they're pouring salt in the wounds of 75 million Americans who voted for President Trump. Uh, this is not why why I wanted to come to Washington. I wanted to actually work on real problems. But it's apparent that we definitely have real problems now, Greg. And this is why I wanted to come on your show tonight. Um, I'm tired of Republicans that lay down and allow this country to be ravaged, allow Democrats to abuse their power and their positions. And I believe it's time for Republicans to stand up for the American people and do a good job in Congress. So not only did she express her disdain and her true disgust at the actions that are being levied against Donald Trump at this point in time, Greg Kelly says, I understand you have something new and pressing that you wish to announce to the American people. And here's what she had to say. Yes, I I would like to announce on behalf of the American people, we have to make sure that our leaders are held accountable. We cannot have a president of the United States that is willing to abuse the power of the office of the presidency um, and be easily bought off by foreign governments, uh, foreign Chinese or Chinese energy companies, Ukrainian energy companies. So on January 21st, I will be filing articles of impeachment on Joe Biden. So then Greg Kelly asks a very important question is, since you're in the minority, the Republican Party will be the minority in the House again. Is this purely symbolic or is this something that has some teeth to it? And she said, well, like I said, I'm, I'm a big believer in having people in office that are actually willing to do the job. And I, I can't imagine people in this country uh, being so fearful of a future of a Biden presidency that they may be willing to commit violence like they did in the Capitol here in Washington, D.C. We cannot have that. I do not condone that violence. The American people need hope. They need to know that there are Republicans in Congress that are willing to stand up and fight for them, regardless of being in a minority, regardless of having all odds against us, against me or against anyone in Congress. We have to hold people accountable. Joe Biden is on record on the phone saying that he would withhold a billion dollars of foreign aid if he didn't get his way with these deals with his son, Hunter. And there's an ongoing investigation with Hunter Biden's laptop. Um, into being bought and paid for by Chinese, communist Chinese energy companies. This is a dangerous threat to our country when we have a man that will be holding the power of the presidency, but um, will so easily and is on record for abusing power. So then Greg Kelly raises a point, a good question, just playing devil's advocate, he says. We just went through an impeachment less than a year ago, and now we're going through another one. Should we just let this slide on Joe Biden? I mean, after all, three impeachments in less than a year and a half. That's something that maybe we should just let go. He's playing devil's advocate. He's just asking the question of our esteemed member of Congress, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican from Georgia. And she says in regards to should I just let this go? No, absolutely not. We don't we don't let criminals serve in in our offices like president or even uh, Kamala Harris, who who shared the Minnesota Freedom Fund bail link um, on her social media, asking people to donate money to bail criminals out of jail that attacked 
attack small businesses, burn down the city, attack the police precinct. These people need to be held accountable. Republicans have not been strong enough in doing that. Um, so it's time, you know, if they want to raise the or if they want to lower the bar on what impeachment is, then yes, let's roll with it. And the Americans want this to happen. Americans are sick and tired and fed up, you know, fighting for the economy. We need to reopen America. That's how we get our economy back on track. Now, I'm not all for this whole impeachment business, not against Trump, not against Biden. Well, maybe against Biden. We'll see. But remember, Trump has been proven innocent and acquitted by the Senate for his first impeachment. The second impeachment came along with no hearings. Not one minute of hearings were called. It's just, we're a bunch of Democrats. We know we're in the majority. We're going to get together and impeach the president. There's not a damn thing the minority in the Republican Party can do about it. We don't need no stinking hearings. We don't need any evidence. We don't need any testimony. We can just simply say, as Marjorie just said, we can lower the bar as low as we want and impeach Donald Trump for anything, everything, or in this case, nothing at all. Well, guess what? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. And so Ms. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican Congresswoman from Georgia, is going to file articles of impeachment against mopey, dopey, little girl, gropey, touchy-feely, sleepy, creepy, mumbling, fumbling, stumbling, bumbling Joe Biden on his first day in office. So what grounds do you think Ms. Greene might have for filing impeachment charges against President-elect gropey Joe? I mean, after all, we have only a speech, which I've listened to two or three times on President Trump, who actually called for no violence. He called for peace and calm. And I know we're going to walk over and just make our voices heard. There's nothing there that foments violence or incites insurrection or calls people to arms. Nothing whatsoever. Now, in the case of gropey Joe Biden, in a backdrop showing Council on Foreign Relations, he spoke to people and openly, overtly, and voluntarily bragged about his abuse of power while he was the vice president. I've played this for you before, but this is the clearest audio I've found to date. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. Now, that's quid pro quo Joe for you, boys and girls. He obviously admitted to doing something illegal, immoral, unethical. He sought a quid pro quo, a you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back deal in which he bragged openly that while he was the vice president of the United States of America, he used extortion and influence peddling to convince the Ukraine government to fire the very prosecutor who was looking into the illegal dealings of his own son, Hunter Biden. You know, the cocaine addict the guy who was dishonorably discharged from the United States military, the guy who, moments after his brother died of brain cancer, he couldn't wait to jump in the sack 
with his dead brother's widow and then cheated on the dead brother's widow with a, let's say, questionable lady and got her pregnant and then denied that he was the father. And they didn't need Maury. They didn't need Maury. They got a DNA test, a paternity test, and proved that Hunter Biden was the father. But that's okay, because Joe Biden used his influence as the vice president of the United States. He actually said, if you don't believe me, call Barack Obama. He'll tell you. He's given me the authority to do this, basically. I can extort you. I can commit extortion, bribery, whatever the hell you want to call it. Certainly unethical, immoral, and illegal activities because I'm the vice president of the United States. They said, you can't do it. Biden says, I can. They said, you can't do it. You're not the president. He says, okay, here, pick up the phone, call him. He'll tell you. It's okay. It's quite all right. I'm the vice president. You're going to fire the prosecutor or I'm going to withhold $1 billion in United States aid. I'm going to keep that money away from you. And if you recall, the Democrats in the House tried to impeach Donald Trump for influence peddling in the Ukraine, the same country that Joe Biden openly bragged about committing extortion. They're doing nothing at all about it. They swept it under the rug. Sorry, I want to get back to this Marjorie Taylor Greene, the representative Republican congressperson from Georgia. Newsmax's Greg Kelly then asked her basically, look, you're a, you're a freshman. You're a brand new at this. You're low ranking on totem pole. How do you think Kevin McCarthy and Republican leadership are going to look at your proposal to file impeachment charges against Joe Biden on the very first day of his presidency, she said. Well, I hope uh, Kevin McCarthy leadership and all of my Republican colleagues will be receptive to the will and the needs of the American people. We don't need a man serving uh, in the presidency of the United States that is guilty of committing the crime of abuse of power and is under investigation with Hunter Biden's laptop, his very own son. This, this is not the direction our country needs to go in, and I hope my Republican colleagues agree with me. So the bottom line is they tried to impeach Donald Trump for doing the exact same crime that Joe Biden, the incoming president, actually committed. But it's okay, I guess, in their mind. This isn't all just a giant waste of taxpayer dollars. Remember, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is still in charge for the next few days. He's rejected a plan to reconvene the Senate in an emergency session to hold a trial over an impeachment article against Trump in the House of Representatives. McConnell's press secretary, Doug Andrus, confirmed a report that the Kentucky Republican will not sanction a move. Without an emergency session, the Senate is not due back in session until January 19th, the day before Trump's last day in office, right? So McConnell's decision will all but kill that Democrat-led effort to oust Trump from office before his term is up and before Gropey Joe is sworn in on January 20th the next day. Let's face it, a trial in the Senate is extremely unlikely to conclude in one day's time. Democrats have proposed holding a trial over Trump's impeachment well into the Biden presidency, wasting more and more and more tax dollars on something that will have no benefit of what they claim they want. 
They claim that they're impeaching him because he's a danger. Grave danger? What other kind of danger is there? Sorry. They claim he's a danger to the Republic, and they must impeach in order to remove him. But he'll already be gone by the time any Senate trial occurs. He will have already been replaced by mopey, dopey, little girl gropey, hair-sniffing Barisma Joe Biden by the time any Senate trial convenes, holds hearings, listens to witnesses, looks at testimony, and then is concluded. You see, folks, as I told you in the past, the goal is not to remove Trump from office. It is to prevent Donald J. Trump and anyone affiliated with Donald J. Trump, up to and including his children, from ever being able to run for public office. After all, how could you possibly want to re-elect a two-time impeached president? They want him destroyed. They want him devastated, decimated, utterly crushed and crumbled. They want to make sure that the word Trump goes down in history similar to Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin, Mao. Except those, Hitler, Stalin, Mussolini, Mao, Chiang Kai-shek, those are the people that Democrats look up to. They're the heroes of Democrats, the heroes of people on the left. Democrats have proposed holding the trial well into Biden's presidency. Michael Luttig, a former judge on the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit, slammed the idea on Tuesday. He asserts that impeaching and removing a president after he's left office is unconstitutional. I agree. It appears that even if the House of Representatives impeaches President Trump this week, the Senate trial on that impeachment will not begin until after Trump has left office and President-elect Biden has become the president on January 20th. Ludwig wrote this in the Washington Post. He then said, quote, the Senate trial would be unconstitutional. Once Trump's term ends on January 20th, Congress loses its constitutional authority to continue impeachment proceedings against him, even if the House has already approved articles of impeachment. This is from Luttig. Therefore, if the House of Representatives were to impeach the president before he leaves office, the Senate could not thereafter convict a former president and disqualify him under the Constitution from holding future public office. The reason for this is found in the Constitution itself. Trump would no longer be incumbent in the office of president at the time of the delayed Senate proceedings and therefore would no longer be subject to impeachment conviction by the Senate under the Constitution's impeachment clauses, which is to say that the Senate's only power under the Constitution is to convict or not an incumbent president. On Monday, Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia, a moderate, he criticized the ongoing impeachment push. A Democrat did. He noted that any impeachment article passed in the House will likely not have enough support in the Senate, so why bother? Manchin said on Monday, quote, I think, my arithmetic, that means we have 19 Republicans. I don't see that. And I think the House should know it also. 
we've been trying to send that message over. They know the votes aren't there. You would think that they would do that. I think it is so ill-advised for Joe Biden to be coming in, trying to heal the country, trying to be the president of all the people, when we're going to be so divided and fighting again. Let the judicial system do its job, he said. And then we're a country of the rule of law. That's the bedrock of who we are. Let that take its place. Let the investigations go on. Let the evidence come forth. Then we will go forward from there. There's no rush, Joe Manchin said, to do this impeachment now. We can do it later if they think it's necessary. Finally, a Democrat with a little common sense, Joe Manchin of West Virginia. This is the Truth Hurts program. We'll be right back. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. All the truth you can handle. Representative Jim Jordan made a very impassioned speech after the hastily brought up impeachment with no hearings. He's very wise when he said, This is scary. This is frightening what's happening. With less than one hour of debate, the Democrats bring a rule to the floor that says this. You can say anything you want about the president of the United States of America. No rules of decorum about what you say about the leader of our country. In that rule, they say, if you don't wear a mask, you can get fined. No regard to whether you've already had COVID, whether you've had the vaccination, your mask slips down a little bit, you get fined in a rule with no debate. In this rule, they say you have to walk on the House floor, you have to go through a metal detector. Member of the United States Congress walking on the floor to represent three quarters of a million people in our district. And fourth, the rule is for the bill that says we should tell the Vice President of the United States to work to remove the President of the United States. I've been here 14 years. I've never seen anything like this. And I do not know where this ends. I do not know where it ends, but it is dangerous where they're taking us. You couple this with what we're seeing with the cancel culture mob out there. I do not know where this takes us. I fear for the First Amendment. I fear for the Second Amendment. I fear for the Bill of Rights. I fear for the Constitution. I do not know where this takes us, but it is scary what they are throwing in a bill that we're going to debate for less than an hour, making these kind of changes. Now, all of this centers around several Congress people and senators who objected to voting in the Electoral College. Several congressmen and senators objected to the Electoral College vote count. And now they want to impeach the president because while that vote count was going on, the president gave a speech in a park called the Ellipse. Hundreds of thousands of Trump supporters out there peacefully supporting their president, waving American flags, waving Trump flags, waving thin blue line and support your police flags. Peaceful, people clapping and applauding. Not violent. The president said, I know when I finish speaking, you're all headed down to the Capitol for a peaceful opportunity to express your opinion and to let your voices be heard. All this was going on while the Senate and the House, in a joint session, were counting and certifying or objecting to the votes of that Electoral College for the president. Right? That's what happened, folks. I mean, you can't, you can't change that reality. Jim Jordan continues in his speech before the House of Representatives, and he expresses his disgust, his utter disgust, 
And he explains, wait a minute, hold it, stop the presses. You guys are bitching and whining and complaining because some of us objected to the Electoral College votes. You're saying we are unpatriotic and that we are part of the problem and that we should be censured or removed from the House of Representatives and from the Senate because we expressed concern over the election. And then he brings up a very, very valid point talking about what happened in the previous election when Democrats did the exact same damned thing. Take a listen. Guess who the first objector was on January 6, 2017? First objector, the Democrat chair of the Rules Committee. And guess which state he objected to? Alabama. The very first state called, Alabama. President Trump, I think, won Alabama by like 80 points. 30. Actually, he won, it by, he won it by 30 points. You're welcome. They can object They can object to Alabama in 2017, but tell us we can't object to Pennsylvania in 2021? Pennsylvania, where the state Supreme Court just unilaterally extended the election to Friday? Pennsylvania, where the Secretary of State unilaterally changed the rules, went around the legislature in unconstitutional fashion? Pennsylvania, where county clerks in some counties, and you can imagine which counties they were, let people fix their ballots? against the law, fix, cure their ballots, their mail-in ballots, directly viol- direct violation of the law. And they tell us we tried to overturn the election. Guess who the second objector was in 2017? The individual managing the impeachment for the Democrats. Americans are tired of the double standard. They are so tired of it. Democrats object to more states in 2017 than Republicans did last week, but somehow we're wrong. Democrats can raise bail for rioters and looters this summer, But somehow when Republicans condemn all the violence, the violence this summer, the violence last week, somehow we're wrong. And Democrats can investigate the president of the United States as Mr. Hoyer went through, try to impeach him, investigate him for four years, but will not look at an election that 80 million Americans, half the electorate, 80 million Republicans and Democrats have their doubts about. I I, I said this last night, I do not know where all this goes. And this is frightening for the country. So again, they're trying to impeach Donald Trump for supposedly inciting the riots at the Capitol building. But I want to play this for you again. You may have heard this before, but this is a group of Democrats whose speech patterns, whose commentary, whose choice of words, whose sometimes careful and sometimes reckless commentary is most certainly guilty of inciting violence dog whistle kind of comments like after hurricane katrina when i was on the radio and i saw i said to the chief of the new orleans fire department it sure is a wonder why more houses haven't gone up in flames because they didn't have flood insurance i was called out called down by station management and told how dare you make a comment like that i said i'm not directly calling for people to burn down their houses they said no but the very question of or the very statement that it's a wonder more houses haven't burned in katrina since most of these people didn't have flood insurance you're basically sending out an invitation and telling people to go out and burn their houses down so they can collect insurance money i said i said no such thing they didn't like that very much the chief of the fire department said oh my god i can never appear on this guy's show again he's basically fomenting arson Of course I was not. I was just asking a simple question. Chief, do you not find it a little strange that more houses, these old wooden houses in the city of New Orleans, 
that sat in water for a week, 10, 15, 20 days with all of the gasolines and motor oils that came out of people's garages and floated up from the underground fuel tanks at the gas stations and saturated the wood of those old houses, don't you find it a little odd that more fires didn't occur? Oh my God, you'd have thought I said, hey everybody, if you didn't have flood insurance, go set your house on fire. I said no such thing. I hinted at no such thing. I asked a journalistic question. But you see, I'm a conservative. So Steve Z, evil. But people like Nancy Pelosi can say things like this. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. and Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution are, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. And as I've said before, it is a double standard. The double standard is alive and kicking. It's against you. It is against me. It is against conservatism. It is against patriotism. It is against American values. And there's not much you or I can do about it. The election is over. Whether it be legitimate or illegitimate, it's over. And I want just for a moment to play the following to let you know that as of January 21st, this man will be your president, a man who is so unhinged, so mentally out of touch that he, when he's not reading from his teleprompter, and even sometimes when he is, can make statements like this. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. All men and women created by the go, you know the, you know the thing. We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. What? No man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger other than in self-defense, and that's rarely ever occurs. I got hairy legs. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump. 
And you ain't black. I'm going to be Joe Biden. This set makes sense to, you know, I'll put it another way. It makes no sense. We have to uh, make sure that we uh, we are in a position that we are. Well, let me let me go. This. My grandpa was named Andrew, Ambrose Finnegan. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, Corn Pop was a bad dude. You know, there's a, uh, during World War II, uh, you know, where Roosevelt came up with a thing uh, that, uh, you know, was totally different than a, than the, the, it's called, he called it the, you know, the World War II. He had the World, the, the War Production Board. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's when you think about it. And stop your boast about never being seemed at what you, you know, you can do anything. You're, you, you always talk about your ability to negotiate. Negotiate a deal. Wake up. You know, back in the 30s, when we had the first breakthrough in terms of what, and provoke, uh, having union movement be able to move. But too often... The brunt falls disproportionately on communities of color, exacerbating the need for environmental, for environmental justice. Sorry, as a bug. Because <laughs> if you could take care, if you were a quartermaster, you can sure and help take care of running a, you know, a department store uh, thing, you know, where in the second floor of the ladies' department. Or whatever. That's why I made it a priority my entire career to work closely with you. From the time I got to the Senate 180 years ago. I'm running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. I got a nickname. They call me Shoe Leather. I was little, but they could beat me up, and they hurt, I hurt them in the process. I'm sick and tired of smart guys. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Rock and I think it's a right for people that bad and kept care. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure, isolate and punish China. Anybody who can throw coal into a furnace can learn how to program, for God's sake. Now, I tell you what, I'm so darn proud. And those poor people who have lost, you know, anyway. Donald Trump's presidency, guess what? You know... Donald, this is president. <laughs> Sorry, folks. The ridiculousness continues. But this program must, for the day at least, come to an end. But before I go, I do want to give a shout-out to my buddy Jason in central Louisiana, who sent me, Consider the following. Imagine if Trump resigns the day before the inauguration. That would make Mike Pence the 46th president of the United States. Imagine how much Joe Biden 46 merchandise has already been printed. Hats and t-shirts and posters and billboards and everything that announces mopey, dopey, sleepy, creepy Joe Biden is the 46th president. It would all have to be trashed because then Pence would be 46. Biden would then be 47. But, but, we can take it one step further. Mike Pence should then resign one hour before the inauguration, and the Republican Party should then champion AOC 
or Pelosi as the president for one hour. This would deny Camel Toe Harris any ability to claim that she was the first woman president, and all the credit would go towards the Republican Party. Imagine what the handover of the presidency between Nancy Pelosi or AOC to mopey dopey Joe Biden would feel like. It's just a thought. That is, as we say, going to do it for this edition of the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Hope you've enjoyed yourself. If I offended you, I apologize, but I retract nothing because everything I've said here is the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Look forward to seeing you on the next program. So go on out there and make it a wonderful, wonderful Thursday. See you next time. And now a word from our sponsor, Maniacs. Maniacs Riot Pills and Topical Ointments are available at drugstores and drug dealers nationwide. Maniacs is a new form of medication that alleviates worry and stress surrounding riots on Inauguration Day. If you have a fear of riots at your state capitol or other public building on Inauguration Day, the best way to alleviate those fears is to simply stay away from your state capitol or other public buildings on Inauguration Day. But if you simply must be there, Maniacs from Squid Pharma may be just what the doctor ordered. Maniacs uses the highest dosage of stupidity allowed by law. Side effects of attending riots at public buildings on Inauguration Day include facial swelling from baton hits, itchy, watery, burning eyes from tear gas, severe bruising from rubber bullets, major bleeding from organs penetrated by real bullets, lacerations from broken glass, loss of hearing caused by flashbang grenades, major aches and pains associated with being trampled, handcuffed, herded, and incarcerated. Some anal leakage has been noted from having a salad tossed in jail by a man named Bubba who just wants you to know what a real foot-long sausage feels like. If you really, really must attend a riot on Inauguration Day, Maniacs may be the right solution for you. If you can't afford your prescription, Squid Pharma might be able to help. I doubt it, but they might. Thank you for listening to The Truth Hurts with Steve Z. We look forward to our next visit. Opinions expressed here are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music credits to Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was produced at Studio 63, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.